on the Flag on the Play podcast for Monday, May 31st. We got a great episode in store for you today. A couple little NFL tidbits. We get into the weekend winners and losers. Talk about the weekend that was. Before we move over, just a couple quick NBA topics before the usual Monday stuff. Hot take of the week. What we look forward to. All sorts of good stuff and more. Big stuff coming for the Flag on the Play too. We got in-person interviews. We got announcements. We got guests. You name it, we got it. So stay up to date on the socials. Keep subscribing. Keep sending it to your friends. Do all the stuff you've been doing. You know the spiel. Enjoy the episode. Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. All day long. Hopping and a bopping and a singing his song. All the little birds on the so every one of the officials threw their, their flag and look at people like, got a smile on his face. Rock and Robin. Low Rock and Robin, really gonna rock up tonight. Every little swallow, every It is Monday, May 31st. It's the Flag on the Play podcast. I'm your host, Phil. Joining me as always, it's the big man in the middle. That's Owen. What's up, guys? What's up? Good weekend of basketball. Ready to, oh. ready to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got a whole lot to oh, discuss yeah. today. Our lovely third chair. It's the Pride of Serbia. That's Alex. I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well this week. Uh, went on a hike today and uh, good hike, good walk and some exercise. I saw Lynx boys. Just the no Lynx way. walking oh. on the trail. Kind of heat. Wasn't too big, though, but still, nonetheless, a Lynx. So good. Wow. Good. Uh, WNBA, 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 Minnesota Lynx. Exactly. Let's go shout out. Yeah, that's our team out. then, maybe. Hey? Oh, definitely. <laughs> Maya Moore. Do they still have her? Probably. I don't know. Probably. I don't. I feel like in the WNBA, you don't change teams. You just you're there, and then that's it. Yeah. 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 I've never seen a big player move. So, but <laughs> same, same. And we are avid WNBA supporters. So yeah. Oh yeah. That tells you something. Uh, as we always do, we like to cover the nooks and crannies of the NFL. This week was a little hard. I, I didn't see much out there, but you know, I got to dig deep. I got to find it. And I got it right here. Uh, Julio Jones talk. It's still going rampant. Teams are discussing. They're saying it's the Titans. They're saying it's maybe the 49ers. A lot of serious discussions. And personally, if you know me, you know, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. And I was, you know, I'm sort of, I'm recovering. I didn't enjoy the last season, but you know what? At least the guys have been quiet. They've shut their mouth. I haven't seen them on TikTok. I'm sure they're there, but I haven't seen them. So it's been, you know, out of sight, out yeah. of mind. And then this clown, Chase Claypool, has to open his mouth saying, I'd love to see Julio Jones with the Steelers. Dude, nobody nobody wants to play with you. What are you talking about? This team is a joke, dude. I hate this guy, man. Who wouldn't love to see Julio Jones on their team? Like, is this groundbreaking news, really? Well, I mean, this just gives me um, flashbacks to when Colin Sexton got drafted and then the reporter asked him, hey, can you try and recruit LeBron so that he doesn't leave Cleveland? And it was the saddest, most depressing thing I've ever seen. She put that man in such an awkward position, but he didn't choose to do that. He was put in that position, but still Chase Claypool's going out of out of his uh, and he's just saying like, yeah, you know, I, I, I'd love to have Julio here. Guy, you've played, you're basically still a rookie. You have... You have nothing to talk about. Just he had like quiet. four good games. Like I'm a fan. I like. I, I have high hopes. But come on, bro. Just it close was, your mouth. Please. It was against some for of the, one time. It, it wasn't <laughs> even against good teams, bro. Like I mean, yeah, that touchdown against the Broncos was sick, though. I was like, I, I was almost ready to buy a jersey. Alex knows. I was texting yeah, the, like, do I need it right now? Yeah, and he had that three touchdown game too. Yeah. Some monster game in fantasy. I was like, wow, this guy's kind of nice. And then I was like, before everybody started hating him, before he discovered what TikTok was. Before he picked up a vlogging camera, I mean, this yeah. this is enough Steeler talk for next they, three. They months. need wide receivers to help them, right? Because they've never had enough good wide receivers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, historically like bad he, at drafting them. That's the other bad thing. Like it's like he has no idea who he plays for. Like, like literally, like we get receivers like they're apples off the tree, dude. Like, come on, <laughs> try and recruit like a lineman, my guy. Like. A quarterback, so, please. Quarterback. Actually, <laughs> wait, about that? we have Haskins. Never mind. Oh, right. Back in the future, boys. Sorry. Don't disrespect. The other thing I saw, kind of in a similar note, but we've all seen the Aaron Rodgers news. We were talking about him last week. And this whole time throughout it, I've thought, what does Robert Tunyon think? That's what I've thought this whole time. And well, finally, tell we've me. got the answer. He said, uh, we talk all the time. 
but our conversations quote don't involve football or the business side of the game so i just picture those conversations like yo aaron are you coming back he's like no dude like maui's unreal like you got to come to maui he's like yeah maybe man like i get paid like six hundred thousand. i i gotta go to otas <laughs> and uh second of all he said i'm ready to hit the ground running and win a super bowl whenever he decides to come back so he's on hiatus from winning until Aaron Rodgers comes back, just in case you're wondering. So I could see like Tanyan like texting A Rod, being like, Hey, like I, I'm free for your wedding. Like I'm good to do whatever. I'm like, I'm good. I can be your like best man, or like I can do whatever you need. And just getting left on red. Yeah. He's just, like, like, no he gets invite. the like. He gets the like <laughs> on React back. Yeah. 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 Tanya is the type of guy to just follow Rodgers wherever he does end up going. He'll just sign like for minimum at whether it's the Raiders, the Broncos, wherever he'll just go. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's a real like Jared Dudley LeBron situation. You know, oh, you got to have your guy on the end of the bench. Exactly. And he's yeah. definitely the type of guy who's like, Aaron, like, do you need a ride to practice something? And Aaron's like, nah, dude, like, I'll just like drive I have my, my Lamborghini. I'm okay. I, yeah. He's like, are you sure, dude? I have room in my Escalade. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> dude, I love Tanyan too because. I remember like, pretty much every game last year, anytime he touched the ball or had a nice catch or anything, they'd be like, he worked out with George Kittle in the offseason. So, I mean, oh, they next season, that. <laughs> I'm oh. expecting anytime Tyan touched the ball, we're going to hear a lot about his workouts with George Kittle. Um, a lot of t- it's worked with Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. We're going to hear that probably every time. If it even happened, we're going to hear it every time Tyan touches the ball. So, yeah, you know what we're going to hear? They text all the time, but they don't text about football. So, you know, yeah. they're tight. You know, they're yeah, exactly. Tight. Yeah. That's what's coming up. Lastly, this one isn't really in the news. It's just an observation I've made. Uh, I sent it to Owen a couple of weeks back, but Mac Jones is wearing number 50 in camp. So I did a little digging, you know, hard-hitting journalism because what you got to do. And uh, it says that Bill Belichick has a tradition of giving the Patriots rookies numbers from 50 to 60. And I was thinking about this. There's nothing more Bill Belichick at the end of the day, we're all football players. We all want to be in the trenches. You got to earn that glamour number. You got to start in the 50s. He'll learn your name that way. Then you get to pick. Oh, that's the classic, like when you're playing basketball as a kid for school or playing soccer or whatever, and, and, you, and you're really hoping you get a jersey number, like 10 or, or whatever number you want. And there's just random numbers like like 33, and the coach just hands you that and is like, shut up, be grateful you're on the team. So. Yeah. I feel like I feel for Mac Jones. Yeah, and you know for a fact he's going to have to re- to return the jersey at the end of the OTA is washed oh. and washed, <laughs> washed and folded. And folded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Gives a damage it- deposit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to fold it inside. Wash it inside out, man. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, the numbers will peel. You got to be careful. <laughs> it's like yeah. if you ever if you ever watch like high school basketball camps, like highlights, you see the guys like at the Pangos camps that are like. They have like number 104 on their jersey. Oh, just they yeah. have so many guys. They're not trying to like remember any of them. So they have like yeah. just one through 800. Just yeah, they got to put the Sharpie on the calf with your number. Yeah. You guys ever have to do that? <laughs> Belichick, he probably doesn't even let them open it up like at practice or anything. Because obviously when you get the jersey, you want to see what number you got. He probably just gives them in like a brown bag or something. He's like, open them up at home and just, yeah, don't open them right here. We got work. Belichick, Belichick yeah. strikes me as a guy. He doesn't really care about the jerseys. He just like has the big pot, you know, the penny bag that you have at school. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, gross bag of sweaty jerseys. He just like pretty much shakes it out into a big pile and just gives each person their jersey. Free for all. Yeah, he's like Winovich yeah. was wearing this one last year, but it's all yours. <laughs> it's got hairs on it, <laughs> sweat stains, chocolate yeah. bar stains. Yeah, <laughs> uh, nothing like the NFL. Got every episode. I love this. I miss the football, but I love getting these little off-season nuggets. It's just. Oh. Makes, makes me miss so the football better. even more. Exactly. Yeah. And full stadiums this year, I think they got all 32 approved. There's nothing better than Sunday night. They do the pan of the crowd up in the booth. Al and Chris. Chris does the little whip slide. over next to Al, the slide. Oh, yeah. Do you it's remember last back. year? Do you remember last year when Jerry Jones was like, in April, he's like, we will be having full capacity at AT&T. He's like, yeah. it, will, it, just, it will be happening. Like, he thought yeah. he was going to just announce it, declare that the full capacity and it was just going to happen. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, that's so a Jerry. Credit to Jerry. Jerry got it done. A uh, little bit late, year late, but I mean, he called. He it loves to think he's happened. the commish. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he does for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know, Goodell just gets tired. It's like, oh, checks his phone. It's like, oh, 
It's Jerry again yeah. for the fifth time today, just constantly calling him. Goodell probably just gives him like fake work too. Just be like, hey, what do you think about this salary cap? Something from like 2016 <laughs> yeah. or 2017. And they just label it like 2021. And Jerry Jones like probably just locks himself in the office for like three hours and just calls Roger. He's like, hey, Roger, I'm just thinking like we do this and this. And Roger's like, oh, okay. Thanks, Jerry. Is Jerry, we got a super special mission for you. Super yeah. special job. I'm just giving like busy work. Uh Fellas, the weekend is done. Not for our American friends, but for us, we're hardworking. We're back at it. Sunday night, you know what we like to do. Recap the weekend as a whole. Winners, losers. Let's start with the winners. Owen, what you got? So I got, I just got, I mean, this week, I definitely, a bit, bit more negative for me. So I got a, a couple more winner, losers than winners. But one big winner I'm going to, I'm going to throw out here is uh, number one overall pick. So we got DeAndre Ayton is uh, having a little bit of a breakout series, a little bit of a breakout, you know, kind of a breakout moment in the league. He's absolutely, uh, absolutely outplaying what's left of, of Anthony Davis. And, I mean, if you even want to consider Drummond, like a, co- a competition for Aiton. But he's had plus 20 points in all four games. He's had like 21, 22, I think almost in all, every game. He's been – he scored a lot of points. He's been super efficient. Um, and he's got, I think, plus 10 rebounds in, in basically every game as well. So he's been – really really good so i think it's kind of a breakout for him especially because everyone is calling this guy a bust i think it's nice to see nice to see him succeed i'm we're i think a big deandre ayton fan we're all big deandre ayton fans so it's nice to see huge yeah huge wow he deservedly went number one i don't think there's anyone else i would have taken number one yeah definitely yeah i mean it was him and bagley so exactly awesome basically absolutely similar to you owen the 2018 NBA draft. That's one of my winners this weekend. DeAndre Ayton, obviously. Got to give him his respect like you just did. Trey Young, he went number five. Big respect to him. Him, Obviously, Luca, unreal stuff. I mean, they're down right now, but he's been unbelievable. And when I was doing some research, I discovered the 2018 NBA draft maybe has the best undrafted free agents of all time. We got Duncan Robinson, Owens boy, Devonta Graham, <clears throat> Kendrick Nunn, that Jay Sean Tate guy who's actually pretty nasty, and then that Kendrick Williams guy who's actually pretty nasty too. So I know I'm getting a little too inside NBA. I don't want to dig that deep, but pretty unreal undrafted free agent class. Kendrick Williams, like his hair is unreal. I'm still trying to figure it out to this day. Like how did he get it to grow that far down along his neck? It just makes no sense. Oh, it's unbelievable. We should get him on the show. We definitely should. He's probably a big fan. And my second winner, because I got two, got to come prepared. My second winner is Owen's bank account. So for those who don't know Owen personally, he got his tax return this week. So that was big. He It was pretty touch and go for a while there. So it it's just, it it's, it's good to see Owen being able to spend some money again. And also the NFL MVP odds came out and Zach Wilson is plus 20,000 to win it all. So that wow. means you bet a hundred and money. you win 20 grand. So if you think like Owen does, you could be a rich man come yeah. February. My bank account's about to get way bigger. Oh, absolutely. And oh. also in there, good news for Colin Cowherd because Drew Locke is plus 15,000 to win the MVP. And last year, Colin told us all that Drew Locke was a sneaky MVP candidate. So <laughs> Owen should toss his entire tax return on uh, Zach Wilson's MVP. Zach, yeah, he's on Zach Wilson. Yeah. Dude, we've been broadcasting that. from the Bat Cave next year. Done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Alex, what you got for winners? Speaking of bat caves, uh, my winners are uh, Batman and Joker fans. So Batman movies should be coming out this year. I don't know about you boys, but huge fan. If you haven't seen the trailer, it's an absolute banger. Got Robert Pattinson in it. Unbelievable actor. I don't like him for his Twilight stuff, but everything after that has been unreal. So um and then Owen loves Robert Pattinson. So you just uh, struggled with him. We were just talking about that. Hey, we were good. He's good. Oh, He's one of my favorite he is actors. Good. The, the yeah. Lighthouse, uh, unbelievable movie with him in it. Tenet. 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 Good time. And then the one with the Safty brothers, freaking. Uh, good time. Good time. Good time. Yeah, yeah, that one. Oh my god, you guys got to check that out. I and was so thrilled, dude. He was yeah, telling me about movie. this literally three days ago. He goes, "You got to see this movie." Look oh, it's that. an unbelievable movie. It's so good. And um, over this past week, uh, news came out that the script of Joker 2 with Joaquin Phoenix has begun to be written um, by Todd Phillips as well. Unbelievable. These guys are my super, my favorite superheroes and villains. I'm pumped. No one better to write it than Todd Phillips. He nailed the first one. He wrote Project X, I think, and directed it. 
So um, no way, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's check it right now. I don't know. He's either he either directed it or wrote Project X. He also did The Hangover. So Todd Phillips is just a G. Um, so wow, yeah, just, he did Project X is an all timer. So oh, so good. And so was the first Hangover. So I mean, you can't go wrong. But yeah, there's never been a bad Joker Batman movie in my opinion. So yeah, most rock star characters ever. Look at that. Huge Love winners. It. Good to see some good wins. But uh, with every weekend, there are some losers too. And uh, I- I've got a couple. So we'll, we'll just go around the room here. No order. Just jump in when you feel like it. My first loser is America tomorrow night. Uh, it's a holiday. So they're going to be hanging out. They've been, you know, they're by the pool, maybe drinking all day. They come in. We want to watch some sports at night. What's on Sixers, Wizards and Jazz Grizzlies. That's tough. There, That's there's no bigger up. fall off than when you turn on the TV expecting a banger game, and it's that. Huge night for gambling, probably, hey? <laughs> Huge probably. night for Netflix, yeah. <laughs> We're going to be watching a lot of Robert Pattinson movies tomorrow. Absolutely. Probably. Yeah. Probably. And That's Todd good. Phillips. And Todd Phillips. So I've got two this week. First of all, I've got just generally cockiness. So we saw just to set the stage. So we got the Hawks win game one. Then we get a big push from the New York fans. We get Mayor de Blasio comes out, gives his little speech. We've got pre pre Britain chant chants and everything like that heckles and the Knicks come out. They win a close one. They come back and they win the game. And then we hear the crowd chant that they want the nets. They go, we want the nets or we want Brooklyn or whatever they say. Right. That's a tough look. Yeah. They go back to the A Back to the A, as Trey Young going back to the A. You're going back to the A, and they proceed to lose the next two games by a combined 28 points. So very ugly look. They, I mean, you got to act like you've been there. I think that's kind of the lesson here because they acted like they won the World Series or they won the championship, NBA championship, and they lost two in a row and got blown out, and now they're out of the playoffs. So or they're almost out of the playoffs. Um, and then you, you then obviously you saw the Heat, the Twitter account, all the fans were going wild on Twitter, just chirping the Bucks because they. We were able to beat them last year in five and they got absolutely slaughtered in four straight games. It was really tough to see. Um, I'm personally not a huge fan of the heat. So, I mean, it didn't really affect me. Yeah. You're so, not at all a fan. No, yeah. no. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I don't sound like I own a jersey or anything like that. Not a huge fan. Um, but, uh, but it was just tough to see cockiness get in the way. I mean, lesson of the day, just be humble, act like you've been there. Yeah. And then my second loser of the week was, uh, was the fans. Like, you know, we're back in person or a lot of these stadiums and arenas are allowing fans back. And there's obviously some excitement there, some pent up, just people want to get it out, some their fandom out of their system a little bit. So we've seen a lot of thrown projectiles. It's tough to see. You know, we've seen, we saw popcorn get thrown at Russell Westbrook. We saw, saw saliva from a mouth get thrown and spit out at uh, Trey Young, which nobody likes to see. And then just today we saw a full water bottle get thrown at or water dumped on uh, on Kyrie Irving. So just an ugly, ugly sight. Yeah, be humble. Act like you've been there before. Act like you've been there has got to go. Yeah, like so. you just said, fans yeah. got to eat one. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Kyrie for at the end of the game, uh, just stepping on the face of the Celtics logo. Very petty move. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was saying him. after he got the water thrown at him, I thought I wanted him to look at the guy, come back out, and then step on him again, and then come back. It, yeah, that would have been a fire move. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Best opportunity. So mine are kind of similar here to Owens too, actually. But uh, So I have the Knicks fans as my first loser here. Talked all that talk, a lot of chaos in the streets, only to be eliminated by a guy with 35 hairs on his head, a guy <laughs> with his first name in his last name, so Bogdan Bogdanovich and a coach who didn't even want the job two months ago. So Atlanta basically had to force Nate McMillan to take the job. They were begging him, right? Spitting on Trey Young didn't do any good. These idiots were chanting, like Owen said, we want Brooklyn, trying to intimidate the players. Just made the Atlanta guys more hungry. And if you ask me, it actually just phased the the Knicks players, actually, because Randall admitted that in game one, the MSG noise got to him and that he couldn't play his game, even though Randall's been kind of off this, this whole series. Also, Spike Lee, wow, guy, you're way too old for this. He had a towel around his head. Uh, I think it was in, in today's game, looking like he just played 45 minutes a game. So, uh, yeah, Knicks, I told you guys this in the beginning, it's over for you, so you can pack it up and uh, we don't need to look at your crap anymore. Second loser here, we got uh, the Miami Heat and Udonis Haslam. Got swept by the Bucks. 
Miami looked like they weren't even an NBA team. Kept telling us about, oh, heat culture, heat culture. Wow, did we get heat culture? It's basically, let me sum it up for you. It's a washed 40-year-old NBA player throwing chairs and trying to rally a bunch of 20-year-olds. That's what heat culture is. It looked so cringe. No one was even listening to him. And I, like we've said before, UD, man, just got to give it up. Terrible look. You know, if he played, it would have been understandable, but he doesn't play at all. And if he does, it's a quick tech in like the first minute, right? Like we saw against Dwight Howard. And just a quick thought that popped into my head. You know, ESPN interviews guys like LeBron, CP3, Melo about their longevity in the league. I wonder if UD just like drives home from practice. Like why? Like why isn't ESPN like reaching out to me to ask like why I've lasted so long in the NBA? Like how I've been able to rally these guys, be such a locker room voice. So, you know, he seems, he seems like that kind of guy to me. And I got a bunch of losers. And this is the last one here. Uh, Trevor Lawrence saying that his hair can compete with Minshew's hair. Absolutely. Right off the, Exactly, boys. Absolute L right off the bat for Lawrence. Like, I don't even have to explain it. Minshew exercises naked, fights with fish the size of sharks. He also tried to break his hand with a hammer and a bottle of Jack Daniels in order to gain a medical redshirt year so that he could get an extra year of college eligibility. Let's go, um, Gardner. So he, what, he took, what he did was he took, like, a Jack Daniels bottle, put it over his hand, and took a hammer and would, like, slam it. And it was on his throwing hand, too. Because apparently he lost some, like, year of eligibility and he was pissed about it. You know what he did? He didn't even end up breaking Gain one back. Just back. he didn't even end up breaking his hand. So tough. He knew it wasn't broken. So he told his he told his coach that he slammed it against the car door. What a legend. So Trevor Lawrence, moral of the story, just don't compete with Gardner Minshew. Just don't even try. You'll lose every a, time. That was a classic. Like I haven't really gained like the teammates like friendship yet. So I'm gonna make a little joke in the media. Ha ha. Like look at me and my teammates getting along. And they're like, dude, like what are you doing? Oh, I'm just waiting for like the Tebow one to come out. Like he's yeah. going to have some weird one. Be like, oh, I read all of like Tebow's books or some crap like that. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's fair to say it's it's officially Tebow's team. So yeah, he owns the locker room. There's exactly. no other way to say it. Yeah. I want to touch one more here. Actually, I'll, I'll do two more here. The worst fan bases in sports. We've talked a lot about the fans, but it's been a tough week for the worst fan base in sports. Uh it brings me no joy to say this, but the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, you guys talk cool. all that talk. You talk all that. Talk. It's a tough. I mean, there's still one game. You guys could very well still win. I mean, you guys have a great history of game sevens and history of playoff success and history of getting out of round one. So, yeah. you know, good for you guys. The Yankees, uh, great fans, class acts, you know, Bronx Zoo, just, just complete, absolute top of the line gentlemen swept in detroit for the first time since 2000 they went one for 25 with runners in scoring position this weekend so just tough look for the yankees but you know what great fans so they'll bounce back and the celtics uh the water bottle i mean bill simmons had a heart attack watching Kyrie step on the celtics logo there's no other way to say it i mean he is not sleeping tonight they boo him every time he touched the ball and he torched him for 39 so that's a tough look also Jason Tatum, I don't know if, like, this guy must be so sad. The people he played with tonight were Tristan Thompson, Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard, Semi Ojale, Aaron Neesmith, Jabari Parker, Marcus Smart, and Evan Fournier. Would that team win 10 games if he wasn't there? Yeah, but what do you mean Ainge traded two second-round picks for Fournier? I don't know what else you want him to do. Yeah. Like, how was that his fault? I guess you're right. I guess you're yeah. right. That's on you, Phil. I know. Uh, They would win probably 60 if he wasn't there, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Also, so sad. Just I saw this picture of his son there just on the sideline. Also, love love the connection between them two. But, wow, his his dad needs some help. Like, this is is getting tough. You should suit up and play center by the looks of it. Oh, yeah. Why not? (laughs) Might as well. What a weekend. In the books again. We'll be back with weekend winners and losers next week. It's a staple. We love it. We've touched on it many a time, but NBA playoffs, we did go big in depth on a lot of the series last episode. So I know most of you have listened to that one, but if you haven't and you want to go, go back. You'll get all of our thoughts on all the series going on right now. But we'll quickly touch up on the biggest topics, fellas. Yesterday, when you're hearing this, today when we're recording this, The Lakers, they were looking good at halftime. Things were looking good. LeBron was doing some vintage moves. He was in his bag. Davis was looking nice, hurt right before half. And then the water water got a little muddy there. Lakers started to fall back. Suns were looking nice. And I don't mean to take away from the Suns. And I 
Mark Jackson telling me that Anthony Davis getting hurt didn't affect the outcome of the game was one of the most freezing cold takes I have ever heard in my life. But do you think the Lakers stand a chance at winning the rest of this series if Davis is not 100%? I don't think I don't think they can win this series. I think Phoenix is too good. They're getting contributions from all sorts of guys. You got Big Booker, Paul, Aiton, like you guys have said, has been coming around. Freaking campaign he's a legit guy. Like I thought he was washed, but in the last three games, he's had double digit points. So, I mean, that's great stuff from campaign. Well coached team. And if, and if Paul's healthy, we saw what a healthy Paul can do for you. I, I don't think, I don't think the Lakers can man, because they're also not getting contribution from guys like Schroeder. Schroeder was three for 13 today for eight points. And Drummond only had five points in the entire game. Like that's just not acceptable. LeBron obviously carried. That's expected, but they're not really getting contributions from other guys too. You know, I don't. I don't know if you necessarily need him at a hundred percent per se. You know, he doesn't need to be fully, fully, fully healthy, but you need to be getting some legitimate production out of him, in my opinion. I, I think I've said this before. I don't think the. I don't think you can win in this league with one star, even if it is LeBron. I think you need multiple stars to to win a championship. And I know the Lakers kind of caught lightning in a bottle last year with AD being healthy for the entire bubble and, you know, having that resting uh, prior to it and whatnot. But uh, if he's not healthy enough to actually contribute in a legitimate way, I don't think they stand a chance. If they can, you know, if they can somehow do what needs to be done to get him on the floor and get him productive for the next rest of the series, I think they will win just because I think they've proven that they can when, when he plays well, or at least decent, I think the, the Lakers have won. Obviously game one was different and today was obviously he got hurt, but yeah, I think he's the key to the series and I don't know whether it's a hundred percent. I don't know what percentage it is, but he needs to be productive because otherwise he'll get torched. The team will get torched by eight and then they'll get no offensive production from their front court. So yeah, I, I see it. I feel like they found some guys like certainly Gasol has been a bit of a find for them. Like, I don't know why he wasn't playing more regularly in the regular season. If this is what they were getting, he's certainly more impactful than Drummond or Harold has been and Harold can barely get off the bench anymore. But I, I feel like they do miss like Rondo coming in off the second unit there. I didn't feel like it was a replaceable piece from last year. Like the way he could come in and set up the pace of the offense, I thought was not something they could just like replicate with, patching together those Schroeder minutes or whatever. But if he is back, I think we would all still pick the Lakers just because, I mean, games two and three, they were so explosive with them both on the court. Would you guys agree with that? You know, I would, but like I said, even going into this series, uh, I could check the, check the tapes, but like, I mean, Davis was looking not a hundred percent at all. And I don't think like, I don't, I don't even trust the Lakers to get out of the West anymore. Cause this is just sure if they get out of this series, but then like, say you have to play seven games with, um, with someone else again. And that's just, that's, that's just hell for Davis. Yeah. I, I don't know if, if they get him back, sure. For this series, but I don't know. I mean, having Aiton banging on you the whole game also isn't helping. Like Aiton's, yeah, Aiton's quite a, a force. So big boy, like, yeah, like Owen said. Looking a little bleak in Lakerland. The guy's just Maybe. made a tinfoil, really. It's kind of unfortunate. Maybe looking vintage, man, all those injuries. Yeah, <laughs> he's looking like Pelicans <laughs> Davis, dude. Pelicans <laughs> Davis. <laughs> uh, sort of the second biggest story, I'd say. We've touched on it a couple times already, but Atlanta's really kind of pulled away from the Knicks. Uh, the Knicks offense is really kind of clogged up. And I don't, again, mean to take away from the winning team, Atlanta, and their play, but Randall is kind of invisible. Seven for 19 today, two for 15 in game three, five for 16 in game two. He's not been himself. It's obviously, it's kind of being exposed that nobody else can really score. Atlanta just has to key in on him and the rest of the offense shuts down. But where do you, if the Knicks lose in five, which I think we'd all expect at this point, where would you go from here? Like, what would you try to do to improve? Would you look for maybe the disgruntled star trade and put a guy next to Randall? Do you want to keep the younger guys together, like the Barretts and the Quigleys? Or would you be willing to move them? I think it's sort of an interesting debate on where you would stand on evaluating this team. Because I think the way that they have it shaped right now, like this is kind of the ceiling. They don't have enough scoring. I just don't know how they would acquire it without parting with those young guys. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. I think this is obviously they made the playoffs for the first time in a long time and they're a very good team, but I agree. I, I think this isn't the type of team that gets you to a championship. 
And it kind of goes to what I've said in this league. I think teams have kind of realized that you need multiple stars to be able to win. And Randall has clearly become, you know, coming to his own as a, as a legitimate star in the NBA. Would you consider but, him uh, a star? I would. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he's enough of a star to be the first or second option on uh, on a good championship team. That's where I would, that's what I would consider him. You know, as, that's how good I would think he, I think he is really. Yeah. I, I think probably I would put him as a really good two and not a good yeah. enough one. That's what I would say. I could, I, I could agree with that. Yeah. I think that's the problem too. Like, like I said, I don't think Alec Burks um, isn't going to score 27 for you again. Um, yeah. I know, I know they still lost that game, but it was still close. Right. But I think they still need more production. Playoffs are a whole different animal. I think playing for New York, bro, like, all of that pressure that they put on Randall and stuff, I feel like it's really getting to him. And he didn't expect MSG to be that loud. He hasn't had a lot of playoff experience, I don't believe. I think maybe he got to the playoffs once with the Pelicans, but he hasn't he hasn't had much playoff experience. So obviously it's getting to them. I wouldn't blow up or obviously anything. Like I wouldn't take away too many of the young pieces because at some point they need to experience that playoff style. But I have heard a lot of like Barrett, Barrett trade rumors that they might move him, but I don't know if that's really the answer, but you do you did do need more more scoring and more veteran leadership. So in whatever that looks like, I don't I don't think the answer is Kyle Lowry. I know they've been interested in Kyle Lowry, but I don't think there's a trade really there for Toronto to do either. And Lowry's great, but I think they need someone even better than Lowry. So what about a guy like Mike Conley? Like I think that's I think that's serviceable, but I don't think that gets you anywhere different where they are right now. Like Rose has played yeah, really well, and they still aren't moving anywhere with just that like what like what if they traded for bradley beal though then i think you're really then i think you're really talking like that's a 50 win team in my mind i think I'm, they could give a lot for beal too yeah i was gonna say i mean there are guys like like let's say the clippers bounce out here which it's not looking likely but if they did i mean paul george would be available and i'm sure that i mean that would be a move that they would have to look into yeah. or kick the tires on yeah. new orleans isn't going anywhere with this ingram zion pairing it's too redundant so I mean, there might be something to be worked out there, I'm sure. But what about it, a guy like Sabonis? Yeah, if, if he becomes unhappy, I feel like he's a little redundant with Randall, though. Like, I think they'll need some yeah. perimeter help. I feel like yeah. they play the same game, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know that there have been talks like if Phoenix were to bow out, and I mean, the guys who run the Knicks were used to be Chris Paul's agent. Chris Paul's a free agent, and they could say, you know here handshake but i don't know how much stock i'd put chris paul's had a great season but how much longer do they really think he can keep this up uh well well that and also like i don't think it's that easy to just have paul working like he was in like i mean they brought him to houston and it it was a disaster like no one it wasn't guaranteed that when it came to phoenix it would work like it has to be the right coach right fit like they do have a lot of guards so if you bring chris paul obviously i'm like, would they sign him is what you're saying? Yeah, I, I would. I mean, sure. I think exactly. if you have Chris Paul, so then, he's just the guy. There's yeah. no way you keep Barrett, Rose, and Quickly. Obviously, I think you're giving away Quickly or Barrett for like like a piece, like you said, for like Ingram or something. So, yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I, don't, I don't know if this free agent class this year is good enough to take a shot at somebody. Afraid. Like, maybe you take a shot, but I don't know if there's anybody that's kind of. Oh, there's, there's no showstopper this year for sure. Yeah. It's a lot of role guys. So it's kind of unfortunate timing for them to have cap space. I know they have a lot of it, but sort of mapping it out for them. Like, I don't think that there's a guy that's out there that really makes them that much better on the free agent market. It's going to have to come through trade. And then it's yeah. which of these young guys are you willing to part ways with? Because I personally, I wouldn't want to get rid of Barrett. I know he hasn't had a good series, but that's mm. a guy who will just lock himself in the gym and work harder. Like it's, He's that type of player. I would push back on that the idea that he did, hasn't had a good series, though. I I, I wanted to come in and give um, R.J. Barrett his flowers because this guy, I mean, he's obviously had a slower start uh, to his career, but he's been this year. He shot forty percent from the three on you know high some you know semi high volume like seven eight attempts a game. So he's been, in my opinion, in this series, it's been a lot of the same. I know the volume in terms of scoring hasn't been what you necessarily want it to be, but when he's had his you know, his opportunities, he's taken them and he's shot efficiently essentially every game. I'm not sure his exact percentage, but I know he shot close to 40%. That would be my estimate over the series. I think he's been really good. Yeah. Do you guys also think that they should get rid of Obi Toppin before like 
a Knox or Nidal Aquina situation happens where they like have this high value young guy and then it just goes to crap because they're Knox is just gonna walk away. Like he might be playing in Europe next year. I don't think he has any value. Yeah. Who who wants Obi Toppin? No, I don't think anybody does. I mean, he's been he's been a sweetener. Yeah, he's actually been decent in this series, but I mean, he's already older to begin with. What's he like, twenty two, twenty three? So. I don't yeah. know how much value also, he really the Knicks, carries. The Knicks organization is going to have a lot of pressure, though, I think. Because once, like, these guys, these fans experience this, even just one playoff win, they're going to be trying to, like, trade for Bradley Beal, Paul George, do all this stuff. Like, I don't think that's easy to do. So they're going to be under a lot of pressure. And I I really wouldn't be surprised if Randall doesn't have a great season next year because there's going to be the expectations are going to be, like, they're going to be ex- expecting him to be MVP next year i I swear that's just how Knicks fans are yeah that's a great point like this is it's all sweet right now but next year the expectation is going to be they get back and they push harder like yeah this team is really overachieved i I thought it during the regular season like i was very impressed by the way they were playing but this team you see with atlanta they just don't have the talent to be in this series long term they really don't exactly yeah i don't know Uh, what would you guys think if they just ran it back and then maybe uh, I mean, even the 2020, sorry, 2022 free agent class isn't great. I mean, you got guys like Curry, but I would be surprised if he signs with the no. Knicks. Yeah. And then you got a bunch of guys with player options. Kawhi Leonard's a free agent. I, I don't I'd, think be, I would I'd be surprised if he left too. Yeah. 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 New York and Toronto are basically like neighbors. I don't, I, I don't think he'd do that. He can make as much money as he wants in LA. It's like the same thing. So yeah. Yeah. If he, if he pushed his way out of San Antonio and Toronto, which are two of the best situations for him in the league at the time that he was there just to go two years at the Clippers and then say, no, you know what? Never mind. I'm going to the Knicks. That dude is a serial killer, bro. That is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Also though, as we've seen in the past, I personally am not a huge fan of free agencies unless it's like a generational talent, like, you know, Kyrie or Durant or LeBron, but I'm just not a big fan. And as we've seen with the Knicks too, like they've, they've planned big and whiffed a couple times. Like I remember even in, wow, man, I was playing like 2k 13 or 14. And there was this option where you could like choose the Knicks franchise or something and sign like LeBron and CP three. Like even back. I remember that too. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that even back then they were banking on, uh, getting stars like that a couple of years ago it was somehow like they were thinking they win the lottery get zion kevin and and Kyrie, and that didn't work out either so if i'm the knicks man i'm just focusing on trades trying to get better through trade and i think that's the best recipe for them yeah, yeah. weren't they the team that was like taking a shot at kd and they spelled his name wrong or something like that in the presentation i or don't, that, I don't I remember i don't remember i haven't heard that, that sounds very knicks though there was probably called him like, like Calvin Durant or something. <laughs> Calvin <laughs> Durant. <laughs> I think that was uh, I think that was the Lakers with Aldridge. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, like, no. yeah. I can't yeah, my, remember. I, I kind of fear with the the Knicks that they fall into kind of a Celtics dilemma, where they've got a talent, they've got talented guys at the top, but uh, they don't have that guy that can push them over, you know. And, and so at some point, it's like we've talked about before, you have to take a shot and and. <laughs> You know, they might want to hang on to guys like RJ Barrett, but there's going to come a point where you either um, are fine with being mediocre, you tank, or you take a shot and just sell the farm for somebody who's good. I think those are their options. It's just a question of who it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to be an interesting offseason for the Knicks and an interesting next couple of years. Uh, lastly, we can just quickly touch on it. Miami really got run out of the gym by Milwaukee. It's sort of a similar situation. Owen, he claims he's not a Heat fan, but if you listen, you know he's a Heat fan. He's really crying on the inside right now. Uh, Bam and Jimmy had an ugly, ugly go of it. Uh, Hero, Owen's boy, pushed to the bench. I mean, when Haslam was throwing the chairs, I think Hero was just on Instagram, dude. He was just yeah. chilling. Based, yeah, He was not phased. Uh, Dragic is looking older. It, it's... It was strange to watch the series. They're obviously worse than last year because, I mean, Crowder was on the team last year. They're yeah. definitely not getting the same contributions or didn't get them from Bam and Jimmy, not to say they're not capable of them. But do you think last season was sort of a one-off or do you think they can get back to that finals form? Uh, I think in a lot of ways it was a bit of a one-off. They lack, you know, Jimmy's obviously a, a very good player, but... I guess kind of similar to the Knicks where they lack that, that, you know, really solid second option or that, you know, really potent star that can fill it up 
on a consistent basis. Well, I I actually think it's Bam. I just don't think it was his series. I, I think yeah. he's that good, but I don't know. Like, it was a very strange series. Butler was really really bad. I don't know what happened there. He was horrible. I was disappointed with Butler like completely. I. I thought he could put them on their back for at least a couple games, but like I said before, he'd he'd drive, get stopped easily, and then try and look back and toss it to like Duncan Robinson. Then Duncan Robinson needs to take a quick contested shot, and that was a recipe for disaster. Um, at one point, Jimmy was basically yelling at Bam to shoot the freaking ball. Like it's like, dude, we don't have anyone else to shoot the ball. You need to take a mid range. His mid range sucked. Um, but to answer Phil's question, I think it was it was. Uh, that last season was a one-off completely. I'm starting to really think the bubble was an issue for some teams. Like, I can't believe, like, I guess, you know, Milwaukee did add Drew Holiday, but still, like, the fact that Miami did what they did to them in the bubble was was really weird. Um, we'll see what happens here with the Clippers. You know, they might make a comeback, but, you know, they also didn't do great. And and I think they're having some, some Boston Celtic syndrome here. They had some guys that they could have went for, man. The Oladipo trade didn't make sense to me. I don't know why they did that. And not just because I'm a Raptors fan, I really, really strongly think they should have traded for Kyle Lowry. I think a lot of teams are regretting not trading for him now. Um, I think they were not in for Chris Paul at one point. I don't know if that's that's 100% true. But, I think and, they kicked the Harden, tires, yeah. They kicked the tires. And, and Harden, too. And just they didn't pull the plug. I think that the fact that they went to the finals last year, they thought that they could do the same thing with the same team, which I don't think was the case that there's no chance they could have got to the finals this year, especially given what the Nets are like, what Milwaukee brought in with, with holiday, how strong the Sixers were. So, you know, if you don't, if you don't pull the, uh, you know, like trade for some, some good quality guys, I don't think you can just running it back. I don't think it was good. Yeah. Well, I think they're, I think seeing what, Harden's done in Brooklyn and what guys like Debo and, and uh, Hero have done in this series. I think the the Heat front office, Pat Riley's got to be looking at James Harden kind of like the one who got away. That's a franchise shifter there. To have yep. a guy like that alongside a defensive player of the year candidate and Bam and then obviously Jimmy Butler and his leadership. And I said That's I said the be, same thing for the yeah, I said the same thing for the Sixers when it went down. I said the Sixers are gonna look at this and I think if you had Embiid and Harden together, and I mean who knows if the Rockets were willing to trade uh Harden to them considering they have Daryl, but if you put Embiid and Harden together, I felt like that was just a title. I felt like it was that simple. Like those two yeah. are on that level. And I think Miami's got to look at it the same way. Who knows if they were in the race, but considering what the Rockets took, like who wasn't in the race? The Rockets didn't even get yeah. that much back for them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, Harden was able to drive his value down a lot. He did. A oh, lead. it was impressive. It really was. With the, fo- the photos of him looking huge. The clubs. Romantics, the yeah. clubs, yeah, it was and like remarkable. Also, what was kind of the problem here with the Heat? With when you look at the Milwaukee and Miami series, is like the scoring. Like they're just no yeah. one wanted to take a freaking shot. And if you have Harden on that team, Harden, like dude, he'll give you thirty easy. It's not a problem. It's it's ISO every time. He's not afraid to shoot. We've seen it even in the conference finals when it was going bad for them against Golden State. He's not afraid to take threes. He doesn't just dish it off to anyone else. He'll still keep shooting. So I think they really miss scoring. Yeah, and I was gonna say, I mean, you look at their team, and I don't know what avenues there really are to get better. Hero's value went down drastically. Robinson's a free agent. It might not be Miami, but somebody's gonna pay Duncan Robinson. Like he's, he's gonna, gonna get like twenty mil a year. There's a team yeah. That that. somebody's willing to do it right so then what do you do they need scoring creators on the perimeter like those Ariza Iguodala minutes sunk them those guys are just they do one thing on offense they stand in the corner they can't dribble they can't create for anybody else there's no like quick avenue for them to find a guy who can do that I don't think. yeah Kendrick Dunn's not that guy either oh, I think yeah. it's what we're seeing is it's a larger symptom of the NBA where nowadays I mean I know this season there's a lot of, it seemed like there's a lot of parody, but I think generally the trend of the league is that you're separating a lot in a lot of ways, the chaff from the wheat where there's, you're going to see, you're not going to see a lot of teams like the heat and like the Celtics and like the Knicks make deep playoff runs and go to championships anymore. I think that's just not something that is going to be able to happen. I think you need guys, top five guys and superstars. I think that's just the recipe to win. If you don't have it, I think it's uh, you're going to be in a tough go for 
Yeah. It's be tough. To that point, I mean, look at Dallas. What does Dallas have outside of Doncic? And they can push yeah. the Clippers around like better than I think the Heat could. It's not yep. uh you need that top end guy. It's really gonna hurt you. And Butler played to that level last year. The fact that he wasn't this year, who knows if he'll be able to reach that again, but I don't know if that was like a COVID thing or something, if I can be honest. He was off the whole year. Like the yeah. whole year. Yeah, the bubble was weird though, because it was you saw it affect some teams negatively. Like some obviously you saw guys like for whatever reason Giannis was not as good as you people would have hoped. But then you saw guys like TJ Warren play like MVPs. You saw the Heat or sorry, the Suns rattle off like I think it was seven consecutive wins. So it was just a weird time. I, I understand a lot more now the 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 people who say that it should have a little bit of like an asterisk beside it because it's a different weird circumstances just a yeah. quick thought it's it's weird with um i've seen this in the nba quite a few times where i've seen it with the raptors i've seen it with the heat and i've seen it with boston where they have like these like really good coaches and i'm not saying they're crap coaches but they're considered upper like higher class coaches and i've seen like these teams just it's almost like they trust in these coaches way too much that they'll just like do their magic and that they'll get past like you know, like Brooklyn, the Nets, or, or when LeBron was on Cleveland. And, and it's just weird to me. Like, if you just have this, like, really good coach, it, like, I feel, almost feel like these GMs have no, like, they don't want to add because they're just like, oh, well, we have this, like, really good coach. He'll just figure it out if I trade for Ariza and Getty Gudala and Bielica. Like, I don't get that, you know? Yeah, you, you need, the, 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 at some point, the coach can only do so much. You're going to need yeah. these players too, so. And just quickly to Owen's point, I don't think there should be an asterisk. I just think everybody took it differently. And if you were able to thrive, you're able to thrive. I mean, it was an even playing field. Everybody had the same advantages, disadvantages. It's just who responded better, who had the best chemistry, just the little stuff like that. No, I agree with you, Phil. I just think my point wasn't that it should have an asterisk. My point is just that it, it, like you were saying, it affects teams didn't play in the bubble, how they might've played otherwise. Like I think there's a little bit of that effect where you know, you're playing in an empty gym. It's like you're playing pickup basketball kind of, Yeah. you know, like you saw Hero, you saw TJ Warren. Like those are guys without the pressure of the crowd. Jamal you know? Murray. Like yeah, who knows Jamal if Murray. he recreates that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think These just people guys, with, guys are looser too. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Just without the distractions of everyday life, I think, honestly, yeah. like you're yeah. in one spot, you don't go out at night. You don't do this for lunch. You don't do that. You have a routine and you just live by it. So it's yeah. interesting how it benefited some teams. And then for some teams, it was really hard for them to, to get over that. Like, like Phil said, um, I saw this tweet and I don't think it was far off. It, it said, you know, Tyler hero um, last year in the bubble drops, whatever 40, he goes back to his hotel and eats a, it's a nature Valley bar. Yeah. Now when he's out, he's going to like, he's going to clubs. He's in Jack Harlow's music video. He's doing all this stuff. And like you said, I think the distractions now for some of the, like, especially the rookies and stuff, it's, it's way harder. Yeah. It's interesting. Quite a weekend in the NBA as always. Just a little look forward to the week ahead as we usually do. What are you guys going to watch this week? What do you have circled on the calendars? So I got, I'm going to be watching the Jays this week. Oh, he's watching That's the Jays surprise. again. Yeah. So uh, split today. A couple good yeah. games, though. They should have won the second one. Yeah. That uh, was just Charlie Montoya needs to be not fired, but he's the, the seat needs to be warm there because that was horrible. He's just, got I some weird moves. I was watching the other day and I was just like, he took he, he, some of the stuff's just kind of a little puzzling. I don't know what exactly he's thinking about half the time. Uh, this is the second time in a week where I've seen them walk. Like, they walked four straight guys, walked in the tying run, loaded the bases. Then they put this other guy in with one out, um, Castro, and he gives up a hit. And then in Tampa Bay last week, it's the same thing. They walked like eight guys, walked in a run, and they ended up getting That was out. a joke. That was a disgrace to baseball, that performance in those two <sighs> innings. Oh, my Christ. So, anyways, yeah, I'm going to be watching the Blue Jays. going to be watching the Marlins play this week? series. Playing the, Mar- the Marlins on uh we have day off tomorrow and then marlins tuesday wednesday and and uh okay um, owens our blue jays insider he is he is i think manoa will start probably one of those so that'll be good i sure hope so he's like great the Mavs looked great in the one start but yeah i'm gonna be watching the jays and then just playoff basketball clippers Mavs series shakes out and then the lakers Suns. those are my two yeah. series i'll be watching closest looks like it's going to 2-2 two, two here and the clippers yeah. are up 20 going into the fourth alex what you got this week yeah, just same as Owen, like you said, for those basketball matchups. They'll toss in uh, Portland and the Nuggets there, too. Uh, it's It's been a kind of up-and-down series. Like, uh, 
some of the games have been quite lopsided, like Portland just killed um, Denver last game. Uh, Jokic kind of got stopped by Nurkic there, so tough to see. Lillard went one for 10. Um, but my guy, like I said, I said before the series, Powell with 29. I told you guys, check Playoff the tapes. P. If, if Portland does go far, a lot of it will be because of, of the contributions they get from Powell. And then I'm going to be watching, wow, Montreal and Toronto. It's going to be tomorrow. It's going to be a shaker of a game. Me and Phil are cheering hard for the Canadians. Go Habs, um, go. Go Habs, go. We don't like Toronto at all. So we hope that they do choke this series. And yeah, just any playoff hockey really because some of this playoff hockey has just been unbelievable. I'm hoping that the uh, Golden Knights and Golden Knights kind of fight back here against the Avs because the Avs killed them here. I think it was like 7-1. So tough game to see. But uh, the Lightning and Hurricanes also seems to look like a, like a really Boy, good Boy, that was a heck of a game today. Oh, that was great. And Roland Garros started. So I'm going to be watching my boy Djokovic, watching some tennis there. And Let's yeah, go. fun. Yeah. Dude, Let's we go. cover all the bases on the flag on the play. Cover all the that. bases. You like tennis? We got tennis. So we're looking for, uh, I think it's number 19 here for our boy, boy uh, Djokovic. So let's go get it. Let's go get that. We're, we're going to cheer for him for you. We got Thank you. Thank you, boys. Oh, yeah. I Like I, like you, game seven, Habs Leafs tomorrow. It's going to be unbelievable. Alex and I, just a quick little side note. We like to, after a quick Maple Leafs loss, we like to boot up the Steve Dangle complaining. Oh. That's like, it's like, it's literally like I will salivate after they lose so I can watch this guy freak out because they lost. It makes me so happy. And Tuesday, game five, Lakers Suns. I think it's like, I think Davis will probably play. It's going to be a heck of a game. I'm really looking forward to it. And I think end of the week, I think I finally might have some free time during the day. So I'm going to slide into some Netflix, boys. I've taken some months off. I'm going to come back in. So fans of the show, DM me something good because I'm not really looking to anything right now. I don't have a favorite. But so far, it's looking like the Kaminsky method. I read the little bio about it. So that's the favorite right now. So if anybody's seen that, let me know how it is. Let me know if I need to watch it. And then fans, just DM the boys. Is it like Frank Kaminsky? (laughs) <laughs> like what's it about like not I gonna lie i remember thought, right oh. now but it'll come to me soon okay. whatever you do don't watch mank have what? you seen that mank m-a-n-k what's that some about? random it's about or, the orson wells citizen kane like how, movie about how it was written and stuff it's like it's like black and white it came out like this past just don't watch that i, I watched like the first 20 <laughs> minutes it was so boring you, right. you're a movie guy alex it. Oh, I'm a movie guy. But like yeah. when sports come around, I movies take a back seat. Yes, and then when yes. sports are gone, I'm back on movies. That's right. I mean, we'll get some movie reviews in there. I mean, we're going oh, to Space Jam 2 absolutely. night one. Yeah. So I'll absolutely. see you boys at that. <laughs> Lastly, as we always do, a little Monday morning treat for everybody. Ride into work. I know you wait for it. It's hot take of the week. We scavenge the internet. We find the best of the best. Alex, how about you lead us off? Yeah, I'm going to lead you boys off here. So um, we did talk about, you know, missed opportunities here with the Miami Heat and all that. But, of course, you got sensitive Celtics fans chiming in here. They said, so Ainge gets killed for not trading Jalen or Tatum, but Riley skates away for not trading Hero for Harden. And, yeah, okay, like we said, we talked about Riley not giving up Hero for Harden. Might have been a little tough. But he's won three championships as an an executive and five as a coach. Like, yeah. I don't get what your point is here. You miss, he missed one hand up. We said it, he made a mistake, but Ainge didn't think trading for AD or Kawhi Leonard was a good idea. He thought, or Paul George or Paul George. He thought keeping James young and RJ Hunter was a good idea and and thought they'd be good for the future. So uh, yes, my guy Riley does get a skate away because he has an (laughs) absolutely unbelievable pedigree and he just made a, a mistake once it's fine. But I mean, he, was he responsible for bringing Shaq? I think so. Yeah, he yeah. was 2006. He yeah. brought Shaq. He brought LeBron, Chris Bosh. So Riley's definitely not scared to, to pull the trigger there. Speaking yeah. of Chris Bosh, my hot take of the week. This was on February 28th, 2021. This man tweeted, legit question. At his absolute apex, was Chris Bosh ever better than Julius Randle? The answer is no. That is an all-time freezing cold take. Please put some respect on Chris Bosh. That dude carried the Raptors for years. Oh, he won the Heat a championship. Let's not forget. 
I forget. Let's forget. Let's not forget. Yeah. Not we only love Chris he... Bosch, but let's forget. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like Phil said, he carried the Raptors for so long. I mean, if it wasn't for, for Chris Bosch, I mean, man, Toronto might not even have a freaking franchise now. You know, he kept us respectable for at least a little bit. And then people forget, man, he was a huge reason as to why the Heat were so good. Yeah. I mean, it's true. They called I, honestly, the I think he was one of those first guys, like those big, like, like seven footers that would step out and, sh- and shoot a three like that wasn't like he kind of started that too with the with the three in the mid-range and chris Bosch he did unbelievable. they yeah. better put some respect on him the dude was an absolute baller remember when he had yeah. the also, dreads dude he was unreal that and he also kind of looks like a raptor he kind of looks like a dinosaur so like that's also sick when he like yells i remember those old guy. memes where he was always a dinosaur i was like 12 laughing my ass off at those, oh, those unreal those go, unreal. the best you guys remember? You guys remember the old like tw- like so talking about twenty twelve NBA memes? You ever see the one with the? You, you, I bet you guys saw it when you were kids. It's like the twenty twelve Thunder team. Yeah, I knew like exactly what you were gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> I knew funny. exactly what you were gonna say. Go, that's gonna go in the meme hall of fame. That was you still see that one pop up today. Dude, that meme, I literally you typed in NBA memes and it was always the first one on Google yeah. Images. That meme literally brings back so many good yeah. memories. Good memes too. never die. I'm sure Alex yeah. Leatherwood knows that. Exactly. I bet he's got that. That was meme one. He saved in his phone. one of one, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a meme. All right. Well, for mine, I have it kind of goes to both your guys' points about um, guys that are a bit washed up, maybe, or that haven't had a great track record as of late that are getting disrespected and then just the heat in general. So we got this uh, reporter from Bleach Report, this NBA writer. Um, We all saw the video of UD yelling at his team. And I know some of you guys might not agree with uh, this being a hot take, but he says, imagine playing three minutes of basketball all season and thinking you have the clout to do this, LMAO. I hate UD slander. I love UD. So the replies were pretty vicious. There was almost every other reply was a photo of UD with three championship trophies. And let's not get it twisted. At this point, nobody's listening to UD because he's a beast on the court this season. Nobody's listening to him because he's putting up numbers this year. People are listening to him because he's basically a coach. Like it has nothing to do with how much basketball he's played or how many minutes or how many points he scored. So he's the man. Crazy take, in my opinion. AD needs his respect. He is one of the best coaches. I, well, he's a good coach in the NBA, so give credit there. UD, I've actually, I've actually seen him play live. Just so, you, just for have the you? Fans. Yo, Owen doesn't actually know this. Tell him what game you went to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I went to Phil. You got to help me out here, though. It might have been like 2012, 2013. I went 2013. To like the, 2013. I went to the. It was the Bulls versus the Heat back when Nate Robinson was just killing everybody like the playoffs dude yeah in the playoffs man yeah and it was like um so i'm guessing the first two games were in miami because they were the higher seed and then thinking we went for game three or four um miami won that i saw our boy chris bosh lebron um dwayne wade and the biggest star of them all ud he hit this sick turnaround jumper and that's all i remember and he had like a black mouth guard and i was like okay that's kind of nice i remember that black mouth guard very vividly i'm not gonna lie I'm yeah, a big yeah. UD guy, dude. I always thought he was sick. I remember he had the dreads, and then he cut them. Now yeah. he's got, like, the fade. Everybody, I know you said it. I know you watched it because I said a few weeks back, watch the video of UD doing his crib. I mean, everybody yeah. knows UD. And I also, I also touched Derrick Rose's left hand. So, wow. Um, wow, if, dude. Derek, if you're listening to this, and if you remember that from 2013, like game three or four, just know that was me. Let's go. Yeah. The other Marco thing Bellinelli, I love sorry. So just quick, oh, yeah, Marco yeah. Bellinelli also signed my Vancouver Grizzlies hat. I was a weirdo back in 2013. I was wearing <laughs> that for some reason. I don't know what was wrong with me, but that's sick. Yeah. Um, the other thing about this video that this guy tagged, the, the video of uh, UD just yelling at the team, is they just absolutely dirtied UD with the angle because they're doing the bird eye, bird's eye view, and you can see this guy's hair is just not doing too well. He's very patchy. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, we don't talk about that. They need to erase the video from the internet, dude. So, whoever, whoever's doing the overhead camera should probably be fired. Him and the guy who uh, proposed the plan. Yeah. Fire both. Take it. Yeah. Fire both. Maybe take a trip to Cancun or something like that. Um, and, uh, and just give UD his credit. Okay. So, question for you, though, is it better or worse than LeBron and KD's patchy hair? Well, nothing's worse than KD's. Nothing's Trae Young. worse than KD's. Trae we got a we got a Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Fellas, I'm gonna call it again. Ten out of ten. We did it again. We just can't be stopped. We're on a roll. It's ten out of ten. I'm sorry. That's just basic science. Like I don't know how else to. Like I'm sorry. (laughs) It's been that type of of show. We did it again. We got in-person episodes coming soon. That's gonna be fire. Just everything on steroids. I cannot wait to get back in the lab and start grinding them out. What else we got coming up? Anything? TikTok. Like I said, TikTok's gonna get. We're gonna take it to a whole nother level. Not only are we gonna be posting videos, but skits. Like I said, so let's go. Let's go. I I I can't wait to see what it looks like. It's gonna be unreal. We'll be back serving you all again on Friday morning. Enjoy the first half of your week. Our listeners in Virginia, you're still going strong. Thank you guys. We'll see you guys. Enjoy your holiday Monday. Again, tough luck with those games, but we'll see you all again on Friday. Enjoy your week. Anything to add, fellas? Yep. Leave us a review. Five stars. That's what I like to see. DM us memes. DM us movie suggestions. Just anything. Tell us our takes are bad. Just we're open books here at the Flag on the Play. We're ready for it all. Yeah. We're ready for it all. We'll see you again on Friday.